0: Welcome to the Parent Talk podcast for Primary Years and I'm joined today by Rob Parsons and Madeline Stanimaros. So welcome. Thank Thank you. you. As usual we're looking at a scenario that we're going to uh, discuss together and uh, this is it. I'm sick of nagging my children whether it's about getting dressed in the morning or putting their toys away they just don't seem to listen. Any suggestions? So Madeline, does that sound
1: familiar? Oh gosh, I'm sure it's familiar to everybody. Um, yes, I think you can get to a point, can't you, where you've repeated yourself so much, you become this kind of white noise in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do think there are ways to, um, to tackle it actually. And uh, one of the ways we found helpful was to put consequences in place but I would probably want to define what a consequence is versus a punishment. So quite often parents will come to me and they'll say, you know, yes, we do consequences. And I'll say, well, give me an example. And they might say, well, I say, if you do that again, you can't have your bedtime story or I'll take your Lego away or you can't have your computer later. And they're they're assets stripped, but they're no wiser inside. And so a consequence, on the other hand, is something that's directly related to the scenario. So this person is having issues with their child, not putting their toys away. I might say, well, all the toys you clear up, you get to keep. (laughs) And then the others, they'll go in a box in the loft and we'll bring them out again next month. they start to grow inside and decide how's this going to work out for me rather than just responding to your commands. Okay, that's so one they, idea.
0: they have a bit of choice. I do, when you were speaking, I remembered uh, that my husband, if he's stressed, um, he gets really cross about stuff being around the house. And um, sometimes it's his stuff, but that's another story. <laughs> and uh, when our children were little, they were often toys all over the floor, Lego and bits and pieces. And there was one day and he said, if there's anything is left on the floor, it's going in the bin. And um, there, we'd been to the Bristol Zoo, and somebody had bought a plastic eagle, and this eagle was on the floor, and he put it in the bin. Mm. And our children still remember it now. <laughs> they always taught them. Do you remember the eagle? But they did learn a lesson. I have to say, it didn't really work because they still left their stuff around. But, it's radical, um, isn't it? But following
2: through.
1: Following
0: through. Mm. What do you think, Rob?
2: You well, think? I think it's a great. It's a. It's a great idea, isn't it? I, I, I. thought what what Madeleine said about white noise was fascinating, though, at the at the beginning. Yeah. the idea that that we, we nag so much and I think you know we've had a phrase in care of the family down many many years called choose your battles and I think probably that's the first one you can't fight every battle if you do two things will happen your kids will say, my mum and dad are always on my back, and we're still, they never know when something really matters to you. Mm. So it might be putting the toys away, or it might be cleaning up the hamster, or it might be doing this mm. and that. But if you fight them all, you mm. create what you said, this white mm. noise. Mm. And I think the same thing about it is... And, I, and perhaps this might come into the same category, that sometimes we, we make threats or consequences, but we have no intention of carrying them through. Mm-hmm. And kids know that. We say, I won't tell you again. And they think, oh, she will. She'll probably tell me another <laughs> ten times yet. When I just get going? And in a sense, it's not fair to them
1: mm-hmm. because
2: we don't really mean it. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, I'll do this, but we don't follow through. Mm-hmm. And I think what you've said about the toys is absolutely fascinating, isn't it?
1: We well, spend I most of our time right. up and down the loft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Well, you might for a while, and then they go, no, she's serious, she's really yeah. going to do this thing, we've got to clear the toys yeah. up. But I think you're absolutely right about the battles, and, and particularly if you're going to go the consequences route, because first off, it can feel, you know, you really have to take courage and, and go through with it. And therefore, if you're going to tackle everything in family life, you're going to be exhausted. But mm-hmm. if they've got a repetitive issue, like leaving their shoes all over the hall, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can say, so, right, this week, that's what we're going to hardwire into our family and focus on that. Yeah, I think we were chatting earlier. You told me something you did about that issue. Well, yes, ours, ours did do this. They come in, they would kick their shoes off and then their boots and then their you know, rugby shoes are there. And I've got, you know, there's seven of us. So 14 pairs of shoes in the hall can be quite messy and dangerous. <laughs> so my husband and I chat, and they right, we need a consequence for this one. And I decided what I was going to do was to take all of the shoes and just go down to the end of the garden and pop them in the shed. For somebody else, they might not have a garden, but they can they can come up with something that's inconvenient. And I did tell them I was going to do it, but you know, white noise. And um, sure enough, they come and they go, where are my rugby boots? I've got to go to rugby practice. they go, oh, sweetheart, they're down at the end of the shed, all lined up nicely. And you can see they're like, Oh, you're kidding. You did it. Right. OK. And then, you know, two or three times later, you can see them putting their shoes down thinking, no way. <laughs> and off they go and they pop them away. It's about building responsibility in the inside of them rather than kind of clashing them with rules, isn't it? And give, so
0: giving them choices. I know our mm. oldest, um, I think probably we didn't do that well on this, but most he was a Newcastle United fan and he loved his Newcastle United shirt and we would say yeah we're going to confiscate your newcastle united shirt and this shirt spent more time on top of the wardrobe than it did on his Mm. back and to be honest it didn't really help him he didn't really care by the end he had other shirts he wanted to wear so i think that idea of having a consequence that that kind of fits a bit Mm. with the issue
2: is Mm. really good yeah and you know what i think about all of this every child is different every home is different And and I think it's important that people find things that work for them and try things. There's, you know, know, we've often said, haven't we, there's no one way to be a perfect parent, but there's a hundred ways to be a great parent. Mm. And actually what might work with one child won't work in exactly the same with that one. It will work at this age, but it won't work exactly the same. But I do think that the principles Madeline are talking about are strong ones. Mm. This idea of linking the consequence. I'll tell you who this is a killer for, though, is the very controlling parent, Mm. the parent that can't stop themselves, they always don't do this, don't do that, and they're always on their kid's back, Mm. and unless they change, it it won't just be a matter of nagging, I actually think that unless we learn to back off on some things, we sometimes drive a wedge between ourselves and our kids, Mm. we find it hard to recover from, so... The truth is, as we said a moment ago, you can't fight all the battles, but you must fight some. Mm. You know, some years ago, I was writing a book on parenting. I had dinner with a very eminent psychologist. And he said, you know what, Rob? Some people make a mistake in parenting. They want to be their kid's best friend. Mm. That's okay. One day you might be the best friend, but don't have that as a goal. Mm. Because parents have to take hits in the popularity stage. Parents have to say no.
1: Mm. And,
2: And I think that's very important to grasp as well.
1: And I, I think you're, and going back to that example of the shoes, you know, you are going to risk popularity or your child's yeah. approval. So taking that example of the shoes down at the end of the shed, you will risk your child's approval. You're not going to get it. And when they come back, they're going to be furious. Mum, I can't believe you did that. That's so inconvenient. I'm late for rugby now. But that's your point, to feel empowered rather than coming back at them and just think, I know, sweetheart, I understand. That's really inconvenient. I'm I'm sorry, that was the the best I could come up with, with the problem of the shoes in the hall.
0: Yes, I think what's great about that is it takes the heat out of the issue. Mm. So whatever the issue is, if it's, you know, they're chucking their coats in the hall, if it's not putting toys away, if it's not, um, going upstairs for bath time when you've told mm. them or whatever. Um, it can so easily, just the whole temperature in the house, because I've told you, you don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Whereas actually making one thing like that and then saying, oh, I'm sorry, but that's what you chose. That was the consequence. Mm. Um, and you empower them. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But also, I think, uh, so you've got those set consequences mm. when you've said, because of that this has happened and your choice you mm-hmm. know you put your shoes in the shoe box and you won't have to go down the garden and get them yes. but there's almost natural consequences yeah. as well so I remember one Guy Fawkes evening here we had a public bonfire firework party and our oldest was probably about eight I think and uh, he refused to wear a coat and it was freezing it was November it was six o'clock in the evening mm-hmm. and we had a row and we were all about to be late and I said do you know if you don't want to wear a coat, don't wear a coat. Mm. Your choice, but you will be cold and we're not coming back. Well, he was freezing. He was <laughs> shaking away, but he was never going to admit he was freezing. Um, <laughs> I'd like to tell you that he always wore a coat after that. He didn't, but that was a natural consequence. That's a natural consequence.
1: And it does take some courage to follow through. But what you're doing is you're chopping off six more years of nagging over the coat. It's like we've resolved this in one hit. Your choice, you choose what temperature you want to be tonight. And you, you mentioned sort of going up to bed and bath time. And I think just having a little consequence in mind for those things can be helpful. So our little one, he's seven and the eldest is 21. And so it was quite hard actually enforcing the whole bedtime thing when the others were all up and around. And, but we really had to in order to sort of, you know, get him the sleep that he needed. So we would say to him, look, sweetheart, you're welcome to muck around. But you are eating into your story time. That's very different from saying, you carry on like that, you're not getting a story. It's like, that's fine, I'm timing you, you're eating into your story time. And then make sure you follow through and you do the one story and it comes to the second. You say, sweetheart, we haven't got time for that tonight because you chose, and always use the word chose, because you chose to play a little bit more downstairs. And they start going, mm-hmm, I'm in charge of me. <laughs> Yeah. Which is
0: equipping them for life, isn't it? And that's yes. what we're about. There's a, a lovely phrase we often use, you know we're not raising uh, children, we're not raising teenagers, we're actually raising adults, and that's what mm. we're wanting to do to equip them with those you know the, the ability to make those good choices. Yes.
2: Well, I tell you why I think that's important is, is this whole thing is not so much about discipline. Most parents haven't got a tremendous desire to discipline their children. It's about security. There is nothing more destined to breed insecurity in a child them to believe there are no boundaries and nobody cares if they cross them. Mm. And anyway, today it's putting their shoes away, but tomorrow we'll be getting a reporting for their boss mm. or, or crossing another line. that will mm. So we're, we're literally trying to mold them for life, aren't we? And that yeah. sense of security, which you mentioned in the case of, uh, of your child, mm. is actually true of every child, isn't it? Mm. This sense of this is how life works. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: Guys, that is so helpful. And, you know, I so wish I had really understood the difference between the, just the punishment and the consequences and mm. empowering them uh, when our, when ours were little. Um,
1: I did just want to add to that, oh, actually, yeah. something that you said mm. reminded me of it. That um, if they can see that when they go wrong, there's a consequence rather than a furious parent mm. As they get older, they will learn. They can trust us with their wrongdoings. We're a a home where it it is safe to go wrong. Mm. Nobody's going to identify you by it or condemn you. Mm. It just means you have to clear up your own mess or walk in your own consequence. It makes it safer for the teen years when they come along. No, that is brilliant.
0: I really like that phrase, let the consequence do the talking. Mm. That's really helpful. Guys, thank you so much. That was great. And if you have a scenario and you would like to write to us at Care for the Family with that and we use it in these Parent Talk Primary Years podcasts, we'd be delighted to send you a copy of my book. If you forget everything else, remember this, parenting in the primary years. So thank you.
1: You have been listening to the Parent Talk podcast for the primary years. For further information about our courses, resources and events please visit us at careforthefamily.org.uk